The tall, backed chairs in the dining room had become synonymous with lovely white chair dinners and intimate conversations. Bill and I would enjoy creations from the kitchen served with a bottle of red, usually a cab, sometimes a pinot, but always a red, never a white. The white chair conversations became sacred as we learned more about each other's hopes and dreams, losses and heartaches. In 2013, I was celebrating becoming a divorced empty nester. That may offend some, but it was true. My first marriage was 21 years of hard. When I was released, I acknowledged the loss, reclaimed my faith, and embraced who I was created to be. I found joy and life was exciting to me. When I began dating again, I had a list of must-haves in a guy I'd consider getting to know more. It was powerful to me because it represented the confidence I had reclaimed. I was whole again. It wasn't long after we met, the bill said. I know all the guys' magazines tell men to wait for the women to go first. But he rocked back on the chair as I looked up at him. I love you, Jennifer. I've known about it for a while now. I love you. I was silent. In fact, it wasn't that long ago that I had sworn off dating, a story for another time. And now here we were, with three words hanging mid-air. No fairy tale response here. In fact, I felt like the clock had struck midnight and I was running for my life. But it didn't make any sense. I know. I wanted to get married again. Bill aligned with all those things on my list. I wanted to be a part of a dynamic duo making their way in the world together. Yet, if I said I love you too, would it be real? Was I sure I wanted to take this to the next level? Was he really the one God had chosen for me? Ironically, it didn't even enter my mind that I would be a stepmom. I had no idea what that word meant. In 2014, Bill and I teed off, literally, as part of our wedding ceremony on hole number six, now affectionately known as the wedding hole. That ball, it landed in the water. Was that a warning sign, perhaps? As we all moved in together after the wedding, I began living the role of stepmom. At first, I figured I'd nail it. I had decades of parenting under my belt, except... I now had a bonus ex-wife and two boys who struggled with their new family structure and a husband caught in the middle of insiders and outsiders. Two years into experiencing massive rejection, frustrating co-parenting, an ugly custody battle, and the changing relationships I was having with my biological daughters, I was exhausted. I was tired of the other woman's disruptive influence in my home. I was beginning to hate everything about blending my resentment and invisibility increased simultaneously. My name is Jen Rogers, and in 2016, I had spent so much time dwelling on all the things I had lost after remarriage that I lost sight of the beautiful connection and intimacy Bill and I experienced when it was just the two of us. I was fearful and ashamed that I might fail again, but stubborn enough to fight for what I knew could be. It was time to figure out how to make this stepmom gig Stop feeling so impossible. Even though I felt invisible, rejected, and very much an outsider, I knew that those feelings weren't God's best for me and my marriage. It was time to become an insider in my home. The result? Two more hard years of missteps, misunderstanding, and missed opportunities as Bill and I searched for answers that didn't involve a divorce lawyer. Then, we took all those mistakes and began to reframe them into our own kind of survival boot camp, if you will. Instead of judging, we got curious about the triggers and learned from them. 
We established new ground rules and we worked as a team. We created a vision and a mission for our blend. And now my mission is to help you do the same. You are listening to the Bold and Blended Stepmoms podcast. If this is your first time here, you have joined us on day 13 of our 30-day prayer challenge. The most important thing you can do before even deciding what your mission is, is praying. To spend time in prayer asking God where he is at work and what he's calling you to. It's the most difficult thing when you're caught in the thick of the ick, I know. And when you first blend, there's a lot of ick. You feel alone. You feel misunderstood. And you don't know where to turn to for help. My prayer for you in bringing this 30-day prayer challenge is that you glean insights from the heavenly realm, not from the world's standards, not from what the world is dictating is the right thing to do, but from what you sense where God is leading in your life and in your blended family. Let's get to today's scripture. Please join me in welcoming Serena to the Bold and Blended Stepmoms podcast. Today's episode is number 160. Hi, I'm Serena. It's day 13 of the prayer challenge. I'm coming to you from New York, USA to read Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, The words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. When Bill and I would have those dinners, it seemed as though we were in a separate space where things were really, really good. But when the outside influences came in, we really struggled. This is no different than what we read in today's scripture, that when we first fall in love with Jesus, it is exciting and it is incredible and we are in awe of his majesty. And then the world creeps in and we forget our first love. In Revelation, we read where Jesus is telling the church of Ephesus that they have abandoned the love they had at first. So he's aware of the work, the toil, the patient endurance, how it's very difficult to deal with those who are evil, and he acknowledges that that they haven't grown weary. But in the doing, in the work, and in the toil, and in the patient endurance, they've lost sight of the reason that they are working and toiling and enduring patiently. They've lost sight of who Jesus is, of what it means to be saved. Just as Bill and I lost sight of our first love, we needed to go back and reclaim it. We needed to go back and ask ourselves what it was that we were called to as a couple, because together, God uses couples. We needed to go back and ask ourselves some questions about what are we even doing here? What is our goal? What are we working towards? Because we would get so caught up in the latest misadventure of blending families that we didn't have a vision, that we didn't know what it was that we were working towards. So once we began to ask ourselves the question about what is our purpose, 
we know our overarching purpose is to know God. So within that umbrella, what is our purpose? Well, we know our purpose is to be unified in our marriage. Okay, well, how do we do that? Well, we got to stop fighting about the toxic ex-spouse, right? I mean, we, we needed to start there. We needed to be respectful of one another's children. Whether or not we like them, that was not relevant. What was relevant is that we were in this stewardship role that God had entrusted to us, and we needed to do things differently. You might find yourself there right now. If you are just getting ready to blend, this is a great exercise for you to do to think about not just the wedding preparations, but what happens after the wedding? What happens when you all move in together? And the question that I often ask my coaching clients is this, who are you becoming? Because when we focus on the direction that God has called us to, we can better deal with those burrs in the saddle that we experience in the day to day. All right, your courageous challenge for today is this. Number one, write out all you can remember about when you fell in love with Jesus. Write it all down. Recall what was happening. For me, I don't have a road to Damascus testimony. My experience in falling in love with Jesus was very gradual. It took a long time because I have a very strong will. And that can serve me well in lots of places. But as my husband likes to say, our strengths are our weaknesses turned inside out and vice versa. So that strong will can get me into trouble sometimes. When I reflect on my journey in growing in the Lord, it was just that no bang up moment. But there are lots of things I can remember. The same for you. That may be your story. Some of you may have that instant, oh my gosh, I am called to love the Lord and I'm saying yes to Jesus. So take some time to journal about when you first called on Jesus as Lord, that you knew that you were deciding to live life in the kingdom. Courageous challenge number two. What is your white chair story? When you reflect on your relationship with your hunka hunka, What do you think of when you recall first falling in love with him? What memories do you have? Where were you? What were you wearing? What were you thinking? Write it all down. Courageous challenge number three. Be sure you read today's email because in that email, it shares those three adjectives that you use to describe how you were showing up for this 30-day challenge. And you also shared how you wanted to leave. So it's very important that we take time to reflect while we're on the journey, the destination, where we want to end up, this who we are becoming at the end of these 30 days. All right, sweet woman of God, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Bold and Blended Stepmoms podcast. I'm Jen Rogers, and I am so very grateful for you tuning in today. I want to encourage you to keep going. If four days got away from you and you have not been able to listen to the episodes and do the journaling prompts, do today's. Because what happens is we use those missed days as as an excuse to not do today. So we can struggle with the overwhelm of, oh my gosh, I'm so far behind, which is not true. You are where you are. And this is so important to assess. Just like when you joined the prayer challenge, you gave those three adjectives to say, this is how I'm showing up. That's intel for you. That's the very important information for you to use to say, okay, knowing where I am right now, 
So let's assume you've missed four days. Knowing where you are right now, are you going to go back and listen to those four days before you do today? Or are you going to do today, which is fresh on your mind because you're listening to it right now? I'm going to encourage you to get this quick win because you're mostly done. You're halfway done. You've already listened. Take the time to do the journaling and move forward. Okay? All right. Hey, if you need some help, if you're stuck and you don't know what to do, it's time to get unstuck. This week on the 17th, it is our second group coaching session. And you can still get in for a steal of a deal. All right. Head on over to bit.ly forward slash prayer coach and get into the group coaching. It is going to be amazing. If you're on central time zone, that's nine bells, 9 a.m. coming this Saturday. You really ought to come because the day before is my birthday. So I'm going to be older and wiser and it's going to be tons more fun with that extra number hanging on my birthday tree. Hey, I do hope you say yes, come join us. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Let's say You've already bought the prayer guide, but you were unsure about whether or not this 30-day prayer challenge was going to even be any good. Let's face it, we are skeptical by nature. I know this prayer challenge is good because I know God is in it. And perhaps you're thinking, I missed the opportunity to get a great rate on group coaching. If you go to bit.ly forward slash prayer coach, you will invest $99 for the two remaining coaching sessions, which is a steal. If you head on over to the bit.ly forward slash stepmom prayer guide, you'll have an opportunity to invest in coaching for $49.97 when you buy another prayer journal. So if you buy a prayer journal, you can also get in on group coaching for $49.97, which would mean group coaching would be $59.97, which if you do some math, that's saving you $40. So that is, there's always a way to get a deal. This is your way to get a good deal. Join us for coaching this Saturday, June 17th, 9 a.m. Central. Don't miss it, sweet sister. It's going to be amazing.